Welcome to another episode of JNR Basketball. I'm John, joined again by Ronnie, and today we're doing a special overtime edition. We're going to recap Game 2 of the Eastern Conference playoffs between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Ronnie, how did you like this game? And this one was boring, wasn't it? I mean, it was yeah, cool to see Boston really come back. Boring. Yeah, Boston came back. You know, they, they made up what they they were losing out on last game. You know, they, they came back, they made the right adjustments. But, man, it just it didn't make for good basketball on TV, though. <laughs> no, no, it not. no, it did not. Spoiler alert, uh, Miami lost. Boston won this game 127-102. to 102, But let's talk about the startup of this game. So Miami led the series 1-0, having won game one. And some fun facts about this is that Boston had not lost two games in a row during this playoff run. Miami had not lost a home game during this playoff run. So interesting to see which one of those streaks was going to get broken. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, I think Boston not losing two in a row is more impressive. It shows they have a good coaching staff and they can make adjustments. And that's exactly what you need to do to win a championship. Yeah, now that they have those two players that came back, you know, Marcus Smart and uh, Harford, well, yeah. that, that made all yeah. the difference, right? It seems to be. Yeah, Al Horford was under COVID protocol. Uh, I believe the NBA protocols were if you were vaccinated, you can come back after you test negative. You, there's no mandatory waiting period. So he must have been in this particular case. Yeah. And Marcus Smart dealing with that foot injury sure didn't look like it was bothering him tonight. He had a, a pretty good game. Right. Uh, for Miami, Kyle Lowry was still out, so still no, no indication of when he's going to come back. They... Looks like they needed him, especially after today's game. Yeah, they, well, they're definitely going to need him after PJ Tucker got hurt too. So now they got both of those guys out, and hopefully Flowery could come back and you know give him something. But oh man, that that sucks when it's you know you're in the conference finals and you wish you could see both teams at 100 percent healthy. But oh, I feel bad for Heat now. Yeah, PJ Tucker left in the early in the second half with a knee contusion, and they ruled him out pretty much right away. He went back to the locker room. So it'll be interesting to see what that ends up looking like. But this game actually started off in favor of Miami. They were up by 10 points at one point and just kind of more of the same as what kind of what it felt like. But then Boston scored 17 unanswered points. They end up closing out the first quarter on a 20 to three run, which wow. is just a knife in the side. You can't <laughs> let a team go on a run that big, especially after leading. So they end up leading at the end of the first quarter, 35 to 24, they put up 35 points in the first quarter. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Jalen Brown was the real hero of the first first quarter. I think he was three for three from the three-point line and just everywhere on the court. Tatum got in some foul trouble early. He had two fouls, I think, in the first quarter. So he was not as aggressive as he normally is. It was actually on the bench for a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. So it was all Jalen Brown in that first quarter. Nice. Second quarter... No, it just fell apart for them. It got ugly yeah. really fast. S- second quarter, the same thing. They scored another 35 points, Boston did. And then Miami Heat only scored 21 points. So, yeah, it's just crazy how they kept it going, you know. And they really, they didn't give Miami any chance to come back. You know, they just they just kept going and never looked back. Yeah, Jason Tatum was the hero of the second quarter. He was making all of his shots. I think as a team, Boston hit 12 threes in the first half which is just absolute, absolutely insane. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So yeah, they, they were leading by 25 at halftime. Second half starts, and Miami had a couple of little runs there. I think at one point they got it down to 17 or so, but it seems like every time they did, Tatum would hit a big three. Marcus Smart would you know force a turnover or 
they just they just let them get ahead of steam and and really kind of killed any attempt of a comeback uh, yeah. as soon as they could. Isn't Miami known for their third quarters too? Aren't they the best third quarter team this year? Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, his, in this playoffs, we've seen the team that's made the third quarter adjustments win yeah. more times than not. But yeah, they they couldn't they couldn't close the gap at all. They didn't, it was a, it was a net, net gain of zero for them. So yep, yeah. If you're going by per quarter, you know, so that that third quarter it was twenty six to twenty six. So at least they weren't down by ten like in the other quarters, you know. Right. <laughs> But then, then, yeah, fourth quarter, thirty-one, thirty-one. So they just they couldn't make up any ground on Miami. Just, I'm sorry, they couldn't make up any ground on Boston. Yeah, and you know Butler came out into the, in the third quarter much more aggressive than he was in the first half, and that was kind of good to see because I think that's what they were missing. Mm-hmm. But it it just wasn't enough, and and Boston was just hitting absolutely everything. Yeah. The three-pointers altogether, 20 out of 40 for Boston, and then Miami Heat only had 10 out of 34. And I'm seeing that as a trend, too. I, I, I said that last podcast, I think, too, where whoever's owning the three-point line is is winning these games. That that seems like it's the most important thing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the guys on Miami that you expect to come in and hit those threes to, to give you that shot in the arm, Tyler Hero, zero, from three, zero for three from the line, mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo, one for five, um... When you're relying on those guys to come off the bench and get your points and, and help, you really need them to hit their shots. And it was it was a bad shooting day for, for everybody on Miami. I'm trying to think if anyone had a, a decent game. You know, Gabe Vincent was 5 for 10. Butler, 11 for 18. A lot of high percentage shots for him. Everyone else was less than 50%. Yeah, Butler ended up with 29 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. And then if you're going based off of points, you have a couple of guys that have 14 with Vincent and Oladipo. And then Hero had 11 points, and then that's it for double digits for, for points. Yeah. And then they pretty much, you know, in the fourth quarter, they unloaded their bench because whatever, they were done. That's not the only thing that unloaded. The stands were pretty empty halfway yeah. through the fourth quarter. It looked like a ghost town there. And that that I was talking to my wife about this. Do you leave a, a playoff basketball game early? At what point do you leave a playoff basketball game early, Ronnie? When they do, when they unload the bench, then yes, you're free to go. <laughs> but uh, okay, not, that's that's when the team waves the white flag. Yeah, if the starters are in, though, you never leave. <laughs> Wasn't that? Do you remember? Um, this is a long time ago, but when New England Patriots were, there was like, I think it was like a Monday Night Football or I don't know, it was a huge game. Everyone was watching. Like they were down by a lot, and then. Tom Brady came back in the fourth quarter with like three touchdowns or something ridiculous. And everyone started kind of running back to the stadium to try to watch him win, you know, but it was too late. And that was pretty funny. You never, yeah, I, you was, never I was a victim early. of that. I, I yeah. left the Fiesta Bowl early between uh, Oklahoma and Boise State. And it turned into just an absolute huge game. And Boise State came back and win it, won it. And people were like, oh, you were at the game. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I left early. So <laughs> I felt sucks. like a chump. I felt like a chump quite a bit there. A yeah. little bit different scenario because, you know, college and the starters are in. But, yeah, I, I would mm-hmm. agree with you. When the team waves the white flag and, and benches their starters, that's that's the green light for you to leave. Yep, absolutely. These games are late, too. It's, I mean, not here on the West Coast, but for East it Coast probably games. ended after, gosh, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's rough to do on a Thursday night. I always wonder if that plays in a team's advantages too. Like they sometimes when the West Coast teams play, they they'll play at like twelve in the afternoon, but we're used to starting at like seven at night. So how yeah, how does that affect players? I wonder. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think in this case, you know, they're both East Coast teams, so it affects them evenly. Yeah. But when it's the finals... Yeah, we'll have to see how that, that plays a role, but... Who did you pick to win out of these two? Because I don't, I don't remember who I picked. I picked Miami in six. Yeah, did I go opposite yeah. then? I think you did, just to be a curmuffin. But, <laughs> Good. Uh... Well, I'm glad I did, because I truly do think Boston is going to win. I mean... They they seem like they're a hundred percent healthy, you know. I mean, definitely compared to Miami, who's hurting now. I should go back and just find all of the times that you have flip flopped. I'm <laughs> I don't fairly think confident at some points. Uh, yeah, I'd have to go back and, and listen. And, I stuck uh, with Suns and Bucks the whole entire time. I and I was yeah, absolutely wrong. That's true. <laughs> yep. What adjustments does Miami need to make? Boy, I, I don't know. How do you stop Boston when they're shooting this good, you know? I mean, yeah, Miami's one of the best defensive teams, but you're going against one of the best defensive teams too, but they're also so explosive offensively. So it just says right there that, you know, Boston is, like, destined to make it, you know? they're. I mean, I think they could win it all. Like, I think I'll call it here. Boston will win it all. Boston is your NBA champion. Yep. And I, I know you think that... uh whatchamacallum golden state is going to win it all but i'll take boston yeah. over golden state you got to hit your shots that's that's key they had a lot of open shots that they missed you you got to be better than that to do that and you just got to apply more pressure to jason tatum you can't let him or jalen brown or grant williams you know, any of their shooters you can't let them get too comfortable and you know maybe that means maybe you know giving them an extra foul every now and then just to remind them that you're still there yeah, but they just were wide open on some of those shots, and they're just being played kind of off the ball and, and letting them have a lot of room to set up and, and shoot. Well, listen to these. So Marcus Smart had twenty four points, nine rebounds, twelve assists. Yeah, no, Marcus Smart had a great game coming back. Uh, you mentioned twenty four points, twelve assists, and he really kind of took over that second half. His defense is, you know, he's a defensive player of the year. It shouldn't be a surprise. His defense was fantastic. Three steals. Uh, one block, but he was just a nuisance the whole game of putting a hand in the passing lane and making his presence known. And he's a decent-sized point guard that he can cover Jimmy Butler, not necessarily as effective as, as you know a guy that's maybe a little bit bigger, but he does a decent job on, on those bigger guys where most teams can't, you know, when they get the switch on the pick and roll, they're, they're kind of playing out of position and, and Butler can take advantage of that. He wasn't able to do that against Smart as, as he was in game one, where they'd switch you know, Peyton Pritchard on him, who just couldn't do anything. Right. So yeah, Smart, 24 points, 9 rebounds, 12 assists, and then you go down the list, so there's Tatum. You have to guard him, but he has 27 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and then J- Brown, 24 points, 8 rebounds. What do you do with these guys? How do you stop that? Yeah. And, you know, Robert Williams didn't play a lot on points-wise, but he had three blocks in this game. So if you go down into the paint, he's there. You, you gotta, you gotta be aware of that. And just all around it was, I think it was their defense was just as impressive as their offense in this game. And that, that is tough to beat. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think you could stop this team. I don't think you can make any adjustments that, I mean, you just have a, like you said, you have to have a really good shooting night and you just, you just have to keep up with them, really. You can't really stop them. Yeah. You just have to hope that they have a bad shooting night. Well, I think there's things you could do to force them to have worse shots. You know, uh, I forget how many points Bam had, 
they didn't get him involved at all. He had six points. They didn't really get him involved at all, which I think is foolish. I think he yeah. needs to be more involved to have success. You were relying on Butler a lot, and you know, Struss. He took seven shots from the three point line and only made two of them. He didn't take a single shot that wasn't a three pointer. Hmm. That's your shooting guard. He's right. got to be taking shots that he can make, not just threes. Um, so I thought he wasn't making good shot. He, not a good so- shot selection from him. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was a, a pretty boring game. Game three is going to be on Saturday. The series shifts to Boston. And yeah, Miami needs to make some adjustments. If you know, if Boston's going to be shooting this well, they have to do something to try to slow that down. Stop them. Yeah. Simple Celtic, as that. Celtics getting one on the road is huge, though, man. I mean, that's yeah. now now Heat has to get one on the road. So let's see if they could do that. And if you look at the the Boston Milwaukee series, there was really no home court advantage. It seemed that the teams were winning on on the other floor quite a bit. So mm-hmm. a little bit different than Miami has faced thus far. But yeah, they absolutely they need to get a win on the road if they want to win the series. And it's tough to win in Boston. That place is wild. Yeah, it is. So tomorrow night we have Dallas and Golden State. Golden State leads that series 1-0. So it'll be game two from uh, Golden State from San Francisco. And then, as I mentioned, Saturday, Miami travels to Boston for game three. And it's just nothing but basketball every single night, potentially for the next, this is game three of, of the, the next 12 days, potentially. The next 11 days, potentially, we have basketball every night. I love so, it. Uh, it's it's a lot of basketball. I'm 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 very grateful that my my wife is letting me watch all of these games. <laughs> I was looking at the schedules like, is there a day off? Is there a day off? No, not until the finals. Wow, fourteen nice. straight days of basketball potentially. If both nothing these games wrong go with to that. Seven. <laughs> but yeah, hey, looking ahead. So tomorrow with the Mavericks uh, Warriors. Right now, Warriors are a six and a half point favorite, and they already have the stats up for Miami Heat and Celtics. On that game, uh, Celtics is a six-point favorite for next game. Six points, really? Wow! I mean, that could change with you know betting and everything. Yeah. But right at the yeah, moment, yeah. that's that's how it is. I, I mean, I guess that's not a huge shock. These games have been blowouts mm-hmm. almost across the board. So if you expect Boston to win, they're probably going to win by ten or more. Yeah. If you expect Miami to win, they're probably going to win by ten or more. So yeah, <laughs> well, I'm interested to see the first close game. And then I think Miami has the advantage, maybe, with Butler having a lot more playoff experience and and willing to take those shots. I don't know. Uh, Tatum has just been a stone cold killer. So, well, if you're Celtics, you're you kind of know you. I think they know that they just need to focus on Butler. If they can right. stop him, I mean, who else on that team is going to step up and beat them, right? But if you're a Miami Heat, well, you have like three guys that you need to stop. And so that yeah. is just, that's a lot. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. Interesting to see what happens in a close game because we have yet to see that. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for joining the special overtime edition. We'll be doing a quick recap of each of the games in the Eastern and Western Conference Finals as well as the NBA Finals. Whenever that gets kicked off, once we know those teams, follow us on Twitter, our information is in the podcast description and thanks for joining us we'll see you next time yep thanks guys